February 9th, 2023. We're in Masechet Berachot, Daf Yod Aleph Amud Bet. If you count from the bottom of the Amud, it's 16 lines up. <clears throat> Last word on the line. It says the Gemara, Tenan Hatam. We learned in the Mishnah, Hatam means there. It's a reference to a Mishnah in Masechet Tamid. Amar lahem ha-memuneh. Memuneh, Rashi explains, is the Sigan HaKohanim, which means to say there was an appointed official um, as Rashi explains, um, who was to uh, lead in certain ways, at the very least with his speech, the Kohanim who were assembled in the Mikdash on any given day in order to do the Avodash of the Mikdash. As, of course, is understood and known, there was a Mishmar, there was a, uh, a cycle of how many and which Kohanim and families were to be worshipping in the Mikdash on specific weeks. Uh, so, this is the circumstance, there's that mishmar for that week. Imagine it's the dwek or the towel mishmar or the kohen mishmar. And the memune, the appointed official in their group, uh, says to them, He would initially tell them, make one blessing. We'll understand in a few moments, it's a reference to one of the birkot kiryat shema. Now you understand the context in our Gemara. Our Gemara, of course, has been talking, the Mishnah talked about birkot kiryat shema. Instead of two, or even um, three, we'll talk about the one afterwards, in the morning, the two berachot beforehand, he would say to them instead, say only one. What are the two berachot beforehand? Of course, yoser or, and ahavat olam. He would say to them, do just one. The understanding being they were in a hurry. They were in a rush. Now this is in the morning before Henetza Hama, as they're getting prepared for Hakravata Mitchell Shachar. They haven't yet sacrificed the communal national um, korban, and they, in the initial stages, are preparing themselves for that by praying and by making specific blessings. That in and of itself, always for me, is just uh, is just fascinating. We got a glimpse into the Mikdash with regards to what was taking place, what they were saying, not only the sacrificial rites, which the Torah and other Mishnayot tell us about. Okay, so he says to them initially, Barichu Beracha Hat, instead of both, say one. Vehem Barichu, and in turn, they'd make that Beracha. The Gemara will question, was that the Beracha of Yoser or, or was it the Beracha of Olam? Continued the Mimune, Kiru. Aseret de Berot. He furthermore would tell them, read the Aseret de Berot. That's interesting. We don't have that as part of our prayer. Shema vehayayim shamoa vayomer. Ubarechu et ha'am shalosh berachot emet v'yaziv v'avoda uberkat kohanim. Furthermore, after Aseret de Berot, Kiryat Shema, which of course incorporated in it, vehayayim shamoa and vayomer, then there would be Blessings with the nation, three of them. What were they? Emet v'yaziv, following Shema. Avoda is the beracha of Rese, which is a reference to the korbanot. Uberkat kohanim, of course, the berkat kohanim. We know those berachot, uh, which are said until today, um, found in Parashat Naso. Ubeshabbat, and on Shabbat, as the mishmar was switching places, the next one moving in, Mosifin Beracha Hat La Mishmar they would add an extra blessing to this whole rotation of Berachot and Tefilot in honor of that Mishmar which was entering to now take over in their place. Okay, so briefly, again, the description here is the morning rituals with regards to Tefilot and Berachot of the Kohanim in the Mikdash. Says the Gemara, let's focus first, and then afterwards on the others. But initially, on that Beracha Achat, instead of doing two Berachot of Berkot Kiryat Shema, 
as you and I, as our prayer books and our tefillot have it today, in the Mikdash, for reasons it appears of time constraints, they would only do one. Which one? My beracha What's that reference to? One of the berkot keriyat shema. Ki hadel baraba, lehahu atra. The Gemara answers by several short anecdotes. This Rav, Rabbi Abba, together with Rabbi Yosef Baraba, they visited Hahu Atra, someplace. Ba'u minayu, they questioned. My beracha hat. What is that beracha hat? They were studying this Mishnah in Masechet Tamid. Wanted to know what's that beracha? Lahava biadayu. They didn't know how to answer. Literally, it wasn't in their hand. Atuichayeluhu le Rav Matna. They went and in turn posed this question to Rav Matna. Lahava biadayu. He too didn't know which biracha was it that the Kohanim and the Mikdash were saying on a daily basis. They asked Rav Yehuda, what's that biracha hat? Rav Yehuda said, I heard something about this. I do have an explanation. Shemuel the Emora taught the following. It was the biracha v'ahavaraba, what we call Sfaradim ahavat olam, the second of those two berachot in the morning before Kiryat Shema. Ve'amar bizreka, amar bi'ame, amar bi'shimon ben Lakish, yoseror. That was a dissenting opinion. So where Shimuel made the claim that it was Ahavaraba, Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, cited by others, suggested that it was yoseror. The Gemara will, for several lines, deliberate and potentially bring proofs to one opinion over the other. Ki ata, Rav Yitzhak bar Yosef, one of Yitzhak bar Yosef arrived from Eretz Yisrael. Amar, he suggested, Hadir bizereka, that last statement of Rabbi Zereka in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, that it was Yoser Or, the truth is, la beferush itmar, ela miklala itmar. He never explicitly, in the context of saying, what is Beracha Hat said, it's Yoser Or. He never said that. It was rather miklala. If you listened carefully in between the lines to his class, to his teaching, you'd understand his opinion was that that beracha ahat was yoser or. How so? What'd he say? What was the implication? The expression of Rabbi Zereka in the name of Bishimon ben Lakish was, we can derive from this Mishnah, berachot en me'akvot zo et zo. Berachot are not me'akevot. Be me'akev means that one is dependent upon on the other. We can derive from that Mishnah Masechet Tamid that the Berkot Kiryat Shema aren't contingent one on the other. Uh, before we even read what that means in our context, how we derived that and what that means with regards to Yoser Or, just understand the implication. If you maintain that Berachot and Me'akvot it means that if strapped for time, you could say one of the two Berkot Kiryat Shema as opposed to, to one, the other. If you fine. forgot to and so forth, that's right. Says the Gemara, I'amarta bishlama Yoser Or havu amre. If you're to suggest as we were imply, said that that statement implied they were saying Yoser or Hainud Berachot and Me'akvot so it's would sufficiently be able to say again this Mishnah says they used to say one Beracha which Beracha is it that they said if you suggest that the Beracha was Yoser or I could then derive that they said Yoser or not Ahavat Olam not Ahavaraba you see Berachot and Me'akvot so it's yeah and if they were saying Ahavaraba and only Avarabai, you can't arrive, Berachot and Me'akvot, so it's you can't. Why not? We'll read it in the Gemara in a moment, but let me tell it to you beforehand. What do those words mean, Yoser Or? Yoser Or means you craft light. You brought forth light. 
Is it appropriate to be talking about light before the light is actually fully shining? In other words, had they only been saying Ahavarabah, you couldn't derive and deduce from that Mishnah So you could understand that in that context, in that situation, where all they could be doing is Ahavarabah, they said Ahavarabah. But if you and I are in a situation where the sun already is, has risen, and we're in the opportunity, or we forgot, or we, whatever the circumstances, you can't skip over Yosir, or Alternatively, if they were saying the only reason they didn't say Yoseror and were allowed to not say it is Yoseror it's because the time of Yoseror had not arrived yet if when the time would arise when the sun would rise and it would be an opportune Time to say Yoseror, Havu Amre, maybe indeed they would say it, the Kohanim back then. In other words, piecing it all together, says the Gemara, Rabbi Zereka, in the name of Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, who suggested that the Beracha Hat was Yoseror, it was never explicitly stated so. What Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish did say was that Berachot in Me'akvot And we can understand from that statement that his understanding was that they back then were saying only Yoseror. Because had they been only saying Ahavaraba, we could sufficiently and easily say they were saying Ahavaraba because it wasn't yet time for Yoser Or. And the Mishnah leaves out the aftermath, but the aftermath was they would then later go back and say Yoser Or. The fact that he said, so we understand it was Yoser Or. Okay, we'll accept your proof. Who cares about how you deduced and understood that this was what Beracha Hat was? Whether it's Miklala or Beferush, you walk out of the class and you truly understood my intention. You say, I want you to know Rabbi Harari holds Asur. But I only deduced that. He didn't say it explicitly. All right, but if it was a proper deduction, as we just suggested in the Gemara, it was... So then who cares? You needed to give the interpretation of how you knew it. You know that he maintains his asur. Says the Gemara, um, uh, says the Gemara now question, and if this was only derived and deduced and understood but not explicitly stated, who cares? What, what does that change in terms of our understanding and appreciation of this halacha? Answers the Gemara, because if this indeed was only deduced, we could have made the following claim. Maybe indeed they were saying No, they were saying So then you can't deduce because maybe they were saying later on. Indeed, later on they would say Yoseror. Then what did the words mean? That statement that Berachot are not contingent upon one upon the other didn't mean to say that they actually aren't contingent at all. No, no, indeed they would say it later on. It's just a statement about the order. You could start with Ahavaraba, which they perhaps were doing, and only afterwards said Yoser Or. Effectively, then, the Gemara has no conclusion with regards to what Yoser Or is. It's a mahlokin amongst the uh, Emoraim. We'd have to have been present in the Mikdash to actually know what was that Beracha Hat of the Kohanim. Of course, there are several matters that got introduced in context about Berachot and Me'akvot and said the Berachot. As we discuss that, continues the Gemara. Korina aserat adaberot shema vehayam shamo avayomer emet v'asiv avoda uberkat kohanim. The next words which were stated and and prayed and blessed by the kohanim were aserat adaberot. Let's start first. Start with that one first. Says the Gemara aserat adaberot in prayer. Amar of Yehuda Mar Shemuel af begevulin bikshulikrot ken. 
In truth, even in the Gevulim, meaning outside of the Mikdash, there was a request from the people, perhaps amongst the leaders, to say Aseret HaDebirot as part of the Slah. You would, before Kiryat Shema, say Aseret HaDebirot, Ela Shikvar Betelum. But the rabbis annulled it. Now the annulling it makes it sound as if, makes it, it somewhat there. clear, it was actually there. Why'd they do away with it? Because of the anger, the fights, the quarrels from the heretics. Now in my Gemara, it says in Rashi, Haminin, Akum. Akum sounds like non-Jews. If you look in the Oz Hadar Gemara, there's a note on that word. And the note on that word says that in the Defus Rishon, the initial writing of Rashi, it said, Talmidei Yeshu. In truth, what we're most, when we talk about heretics, we weren't so much talking about the heretics that are still in the fold, they're the ones who were making their way out of it, specifically early Christianity. What would the Tar'omet Aminim be? Rav Nisim Gaon quotes from Talmud Yerushalmi, and uh, uh, Rashi, to a certain extent, says it in the next Dibur HaMathil. We'll read it in Rashi, Let's imagine the scene. Christians early Christians, are looking to negate the traditional Judaism. They, in turn, and this we know, and I'm, I'm giving a little bit flavoring over here, were opposed to many of the stricture and laws of Judaism. They said, you took away the love, you took away the kindness, you took away the true passion of what Judaism is supposed to be about. As a result, they were looking to minimize in law. They would, as, they would in context, say, you see? You're a simple person. You don't know what to say. You see, even in your prayer book, you only talk about the primary and true laws. Those are the ones which God spoke. The rest, the rabbis injected. The rest were interpretive, and they were interpreted wrong. They would claim, you see, the rest of the Torah is not true. And they would make a claim. You should know. The only things that we read in the prayer are the real stuff, that which we heard from God. At Har Sinai. The truth is, until today, many Sidurim list in Kiryat Shema how you can find, Rashi quotes this in commentary to the Torah from one of the Geonim, you can find the Aseret Deberot in our Kiryat Shema. So effectively, we still keep it because we do give a certain significance and prominence to the Aseret Deberot. There is, in fact, a mitzvah on a daily basis, as we mentioned when we were talking about the Barachav Habanu, there is a mitzvah, there is a mitzvah to say, uh, to, to remember Ma'amad Har Sinai, to remember it. You can remember it through the Aseret Deberot. Now, it is true that uh, we mention in our Tefillah, Vayosha, but Vayosha comes before the Bekot Kiryat Shema. The Bekot Kiryat Shema is in the zone where we're talking about Kiryat Shema. We're appending to Kiryat Shema. I said it to the Berot, that's the critical part. Vayosha, a part of Bekot HaShachar beforehand, is praise of God. And you can have all sorts of praise of God. We're not talking about commandments. We're not talking about words of God to us, so to speak. We're talking about our words as praise of God. We can somewhat easily distinguish in that context. Even Shema itself, though, is all commandments, which there, is funny that they're it, saying you can't it, have it within Shema. The whole thing is all Pesukim and commandments that we quote are, are putting on a higher pedestal than others. It, it, it is true. In other words, Kiryat Shema, you know, you can claim, would be dangerous in the same way. However, Kiryat Shema, we accept as a mitzvah aseh from the Torah to be saying that. So there's no, you know, you're not taking it out of your prayer because we're nervous about what they're going to say. If aseh to the birot is not per se a mitzvah to be saying, again, as much as I said it's a mitzvah to remember Har Sinai, according to Ramban Nachmani, to say those pesukim is not so much a mitzvah, so they looked to uh, take those out. 
Um, there are Sidurim as well, not the Kol Yaakov, not the Syrian Minhag, to the best of my knowledge in any way. But there are Sidurim which have the Aserat HaDeberot later on in the Sidur, and there are customs to mention them, if I'm not mistaken, on a daily basis. But again, not as part of the, call it, critical moments of Tefillah. Tanya Nameache, we have a Beraktah, which directly accords to what we just stated. Rabbi Natan Omer Begvulin Bikshu Likrot Ke'en Al Shekvar Betilum that statement we had earlier is explicit in the Beraita. There was a request, and what we're understanding between the lines is, and actually an implementation of saying as part of the Tefillah, appending it to Kiryachimah. It was taken out because of that danger of early Christians, the her- heretical claims. Rabbi Hana, the Gemara continues and it says, Rabbi Hana himself, in his congregation, his community in Surah, he wanted to add Aserat to the Birot. Rav Hasta, Rav Hasta corrected him, said, Don't you know the history? We took this out. The rabbis said this should not be stated as part of our prayer because of the danger inherent within it from Talmidei Yeshu, from Christians, from heretics, from wrongful thought. Amemar, Savar Mikbeinu ben Amemar, in his academy, in his congregation and community in Nahardea, he too wanted Aseret Debirot as a part of it. Amar le Ravashe, Ravashe corrected him and told him, Kfar He said it's inappropriate for the same reason we have a history taking it on Pnetaromitaminin. Interestingly, the analog or the connection to this in our uh, day and age is a well-known Teshubav, Harambam. Harambam was asked, very relevant to this coming week's parasha, he was asked about Aseret HaDeberot. Is it appropriate, as many congregations had, and uh, to a large extent until today do, stand up during the time of the reading of Aseret HaDeberot? Harambam vehemently opposed it, and he cited as part of his argument our Gemara. He says, by standing at that juncture in the t- in the Kiryat Torah, you'll be lending more significance to it, and in turn, confusing the people. Now, it's true... It's true in Sheilot Shbot Devar Shemuel, that's Rabbi Shemuel Abuhab, he makes the claim that we're reenacting Ma'amad Har Sinai, Maran HaChidah cites this. And so the standing is not so much because it's more important, but it's because of a reenactment. But the simple person doesn't per se understand that. So that's Harambam's claim. Uh, does as a result, uh, should we all conform to the statement of Harambam? Well, that's where it gets interesting. That Tishubav Harambam was only discovered late. It's not mentioned in this Mishneh Torah, and it was nestled away, probably somewhere amidst the Cairo Geniza fragments or elsewhere. And we only discovered it uh, less than 100 years ago. How much strength does a Tishubav of that sort, which is not in Shulchan Aruch, not in Mishneh Torah of Harambam, and many congregations practicing otherwise, how much should we lend credence to it? That is a debate. Chacham Vadya Yosef very clearly negates any Moroccan minhag otherwise, which there is, to stand up for Aseret HaDeberot. The counterclaims to Chacham Vadya Yosef are A, methodologically, do we accept a Teshubah, which was written by an authoritative source like Arambam, but not a part of our tradition, and now injected as part of our uh, changing uh, um, ritual in, in Knis? Or alternatively, and this point is really made in Shelo Tishbot Yahavedat 
of Rabbi Tzhak Hazan and others in today's day and age where we don't have that threat of Tarom and Taminim, where heretics are not really paying attention to per se, the Asit and the Birot standing up or sitting down and so forth, and perhaps the fact that we're already standing up is something that sufficiently allows for us to continue that minhag albeit in the face of Harambam's clear and explicit words. Furthermore, there was a claim that maybe Harambam never wrote this, and maybe it's not actually verified, but to the best of my knowledge, that doesn't pan out. In the, in the book Derech Eretz, it records quite clearly that the minhag of, uh, of Yotzei Halab, of the Syrian Aleppo Jewry, is to sit down for Aseret HaDiberot. I remember reading that Rabbi Mazuz, in one or two places, I think it's in his second She'elot, Tishubot Mekor Ne'eman, again, a full Tishubah on this matter, but he makes... He made, certainly, the claim, he pointed out, that the fact that we sit, maybe he quoted it from one of the Vaya'an Shimuels in the name of another, but regardless, I think his claim, maybe to be Oshua Maman, but his claim was that um, standing up for Aser to the Birot has evolved to the time that we put up the rabbi for the Aliyah. Now, the Minhag of uh, Syrians, notwithstanding whether they stand for the rabbi or don't, in today's day and age, you'll find in most synagogues, to the best of my knowledge, they do, whether that was historical or not. You kind of uh, obviated, you kind of uh, circumvented this issue. Should we stand? Should we not stand? Harambam, custom, and so forth. Well, if we're standing anyway for a different reason, so it's not per se uh, wrongfully interpreted by another person. But again, just in context of our Gemara, paying attention to what others think and will understand and will in turn use as uh, some sort of poison against you, it's significant and important to keep in Do mind. Do we know if they actually practiced it and then it was annulled, or if it was one of those rabbis you think we should know they're going to think that we are X? So I don't know that we do, because keep in mind, the Lashon of the Gemara, uh, you're talking about Aset the Berot, or you're talking about in the Gemara, the, the said, I, I'm talking about standing or this Gemara? So, so the simple interpretation of the Gemara is Savar Lemikbe'inu, or Bikeshu Lekovo. They asked. However, when it says Kivar Bitilum, it sounds like a note. It sounds as if it wasn't only a request, it was a request through action and speech. But it's not fully clear from the Gemara, at the very least, uh, over here, to the best of my knowledge. Just a, a few more lines in the Gemara. The Gemara, um, if you recall, that Mishnah said that on Shabbat, the Kohanim would add an extra Beracha. It was a Beracha to the Mishmar. Uh, from the Mishmar HaYotzeh to the Mishmar HaNichnas. Again, they were having the switching of the guards with regards to the uh, Kohanim and the Mikdash, who was going to worship and do the Sed HaAvodah for that week as they switched over on Shabbat, after, on Shabbat afternoon for the coming week. Says the Gemara, What would they be saying in such a circumstance? My Beracha Achat. What was that Beracha? Whereas we struggle to understand the Beracha Achat of the Kot Kiryat of the Kohanim on a daily basis. The Shabbat Beracha. What was that one? This one we have a suggestion or a clear tradition on it. Amar Bihelbo, Mishmar HaYoseh Omer LeMishmar HaNichnas. As one Mishmar, one group, one clan of Kohanim was exiting, they would say to the one entering the following, Mi Sheshiken Et Shemo he who uh, dwelled his name, meaning his presence in this bayit, of course, reference to Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the context of Mishkan, of course, but Mikdash as well. We envision, we understand it as a Markom Hashichina. He who dwelled his name in this home, who Yashkin Benechem, he will furthermore make dwelling in your midst. Ahava veAhava, love and brotherhood, shalom ve shalom peace and. Uh, 
and, and companionship and friendship. Effectively, they'd give a well-being beracha. You've done a great job. Take that and let it inspire you as you leave this mikdash. You're leaving the mikdash. You felt the shekhinah over here. Take the presence of the shekhinah and bring it to you in your everyday life. It's, in my mind, a very beautiful beracha for understanding what it means to be involved in a matter of kedusha. You don't just step out of it. You step out of it with an inspiration, with a vision, with a perspective of how I'll take that with me into my more mundane, my less uh, objectively holy and spiritual life. Tosafot just has a tema kesat, Tosafot on top left-hand corner, uh, questions, this doesn't sound much like a beracha, it doesn't start with a baruch, it doesn't end with a baruch, it doesn't have any shemu malchut, and so I think what Tosafot is implying is that it sounds more like what we would call a tefillah, it sounds less like what we would call a beracha, maybe you'd call it even a bakasha, but nonetheless, the Mishnah calls it a beracha, and the suggestion in our Gemara is those, those were the words, that was the message which was imparted by the Mishmar HaYoseh to the Mishmar HaNichnas. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.